welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes. Available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal, Venmo, Buy Me a Coffee, should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, and on Twitter slash X at Block Talk NYC for all the latest reviews, news, and interviews. Hola, babies! Drag Race España is making history as the first international all-star season. Nine divas are coming back for redemption. But who will take the crown and end up in the Spanish Hall of Fame? It's time to preview all things Drag Race España all-stars. And joining me are two fabulous queens, Just JP and Precious Envy. Hello. Hola, mi amores. Hola, como estas? <laughs> That's um, as much Spanish as it'll get for me. Uh, listen, I am. I'm. My Spanish is is más so it's okay. It's okay. We're getting better every every day. Um, that Duolingo. Duolingo. Still working on the the Portuguese. Still. Um. Obviously, precious. Um. You have some Mexican roots, but your your Spanish is um as good as mine. Yours is probably better. I'm that bad. I'm a terrible Mexican. A terrible Mexican. Um. Yo. No hablo. <laughs> no habla español. Nah, no, mentira. Muy poquito, I know very little. <laughs> and J- meanwhile, JP can like read us the filth in Spanish mm-hmm. and we'll be like, yeah, you're, yeah, thanks. But I am drinking <laughs> out of my, my, my Dia de los Muertos mug in preparation for the podcast. Oh, I'm here for it. I love it. Love that. All right, friends, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. All right, here we are. Drag Race España All-Stars are really, as I joked earlier, Drag Race España, <laughs> whoever's available to come back for more TV. Before we, we dive into everything, I would love to hear a single word to describe your excitement, feelings, emotions toward Drag Race España All-Stars. Just JP will begin us here. If I had to summarize it in a single word, I would say, "Yay!" Love that. I hear. I, I hear the, the question mark at the end. Uh, Precious, where would you go? Um, budget. Budget. Okay. Um, I would go. Sure. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is there's a magic number with the number three, but there's also a better magic number with the number four when you have four seasons. I feel like we needed another season before we got into an all-star season. Um, especially when you're literally pulling girls the second they got eliminated from the show. Uh so that's gonna be cute. Now we are not going to go into the 
first 15 minutes of the show that have been officially released. Um, if you watch it, there is a lot of confusion and you could tell that these girls were told, um, pretend like, you know, nothing and, and whatever, uh, because technically drag race Espana three didn't air yet. So the, the mm-hmm. season one and two girls shouldn't have known nothing, but that's okay. That's okay. Here are the facts of what we do know. Drag race, Espana All-Stars is set to premiere on February 4th, 2024 on WoW Presents Plus and Andreas Player Premium. The show will be hosted once again by Spanish drag superstar Supreme Deluxe and be joined by Javier Calvo, Javier Ambrosi, and Ana Locking. Our episode one guest judge is Barbara Ray, who is a Spanish actress. Mm -hmm. Now, the promo shoot clearly was inspired by the flag of Spain. And yes, the looks were all made by the same person. We're going to be talking about the looks. Um, I'm really fascinated to know that this is one person's collection, and I can't wait to f- one day find out how much influence the girls have because we got some great looks, and then we got <laughs> some not clothing. <laughs> clothing. We got clothing. Now, this is the first international season to have an All-Stars. There's been rumors that Italia might be getting one soon after three seasons. There's been rumors that Philippines might be getting one after three seasons. I really don't like this three-season trend. I mean, we're still waiting five, five seasons now for uh, UK to give us an All-Stars. Just, just what, what, what do you think it is? Do you think that the shows are so successful that they want to capitalize on it? Or are they just like, we can do it and you're going to still watch it? JP? Um, I think that uh, producers, um, local producers, I feel like are trying to capitalize on this as quickly as possible because I feel like they have a fear that this is a fad. Sure. And I think that it is, in a sense, I feel like it's at the surface. Um, I think I agree that after three seasons, it feels really rushed to do an all-stars um especially when you have a versus the world dynamic mm-hmm. that they could do um absolutely yeah precious any thoughts um i would say the same like it does feel like uh all-stars i think what made the first one great was it'd been four seasons and you're bringing like heavy hitters back where this does feel like, hi, you're walking out. Do you want to come back already? And that's always been my my biggest pet peeve when you with an all stars is the girl that has just left their least their last season to come back to the next one. And I'm like, it, w- it doesn't always work out the best for some of them. It's only worked out really good for maybe one or two. But I always feel like there needs to be a buffer. Like you get off the season, you need your downtime, and then come back to re-energize with Drag Race because I think you can do better when you've had more time away. Um, and I think if they decide to do this format, if they are going to restart bringing in all-star seasons, I would like it to be like, instead of a regular season, you're getting an all-star season. Like U.S. can get away with it having two. Um, but I think for all the international ones, I think it's like, given the surplus that we are getting already on Drag Race, to do a regular season at the start of the year and, a, and an all-star is during the summer like the U.S. does, it's going to become too much and it's like not everyone's going to want to watch. Right, and we will be getting Drag Race Espana 4 later this year. Ultimately, if people watch it, maybe, you know, let's keep it coming. Yeah. It comes down to that. All right, let's talk about what we want to see out of this season. For me, 
obviously love seeing the culture. Give me more culture, more culture, more culture. But with this cast, it's all about redemption. I want to see what the Queens failed on on their original season improved. Because if they can't show improvement, then I don't think at this point in time they're ready for a crown. Because on paper, after watching the first three seasons, I'm not sure any of these scream, oh my God, that's someone who deserves a crown. Maybe one person. But I'm not super excited them but we'll talk about it um i don't know officially how we're doing the game i believe all-star rules will be in effect the original all-star rules or, or all-star two season rules um all-stars teams no teams no teams can't have teams here um, but teams here's, of what three. I, here's what i absolutely do not want to see and i'm blaming the hobbies here i do not want favoritism i cannot stand it there are people on this cast who got dirty, done dirty by the judges. And there are people on this cast who got praised by the judges shockingly. I don't want favoritism. And that's all I'll leave it at. When we talk about the Queens, we'll talk about the specifics. Precious, what do you want to see or what do you not want to see? Um, I want to see fun challenges. I want to see like up the runways, especially with some of these queens. Their original runways were not anything to write home about. And I want I want to make I want to see like them excel because so many of them were so good. And then they just kind of like hit a wall before they got eliminated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard, especially because it's a, it's a small cast. It's only been three seasons, and it does feel like. There wasn't enough time, especially well, especially with three, but even with two, it felt like it felt like two just happened in my head too. So that's fair. That's fair. JP, what do you want to see? What do you don't want to see? I want to see drama. Yes. I want to see <laughs> the heavy hitters sent home first and second and third. I want to see the people that uh, we are not expecting to do good because of our own opinions to prove us wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. What I don't want to see is fucking H&M. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we'll find out soon. But first, let's meet the queens. To avoid any potential spoilers, rather than discussing the cast through predictions, we will be going through the cast by excitement points TM. We have each given the cast excitement points TM from nine for who we are most excited for and one for who we are least excited for. I've tallied out the points and we will go from who we are least excited for to who we are most excited for. Now, ladies, if you are on the bottom, it doesn't mean we don't love you. It just means we're not as excited to see you. Um, but prove us wrong. Tell us why we shouldn't be excited to see you. Um, and this first person... I, I just I it was I'm just gonna start with my question this season. For those who listen to the podcast, we always I always do my question this season, my burning question. We're gonna start off with this one here. While we still can't figure out what she's doing on this show, can Samantha Ballantines keep her drag on long enough to last? We are talking about season two, tenth placer Samantha Ballantines um from Cadiz. Samantha Ballantines defines herself as an LED light bulb. They cost five euros, but last a long time. She comes with a huge battery that gives her enough strength to cause a lot of trouble, stir things up, and have a lot of fun. 
She's meant to be the drag superstar inaugurating the Drag Race Espana Hall of Fame because she has the charisma, the experience, and the beauty. I don't know who wrote that for her, but it was not someone who's seen her before. Now, Samantha comes from Samantha Jones of Sex and the City, and she's didn't have a second name and would be called Samantha Fox, so she decided to add a last name. She picked Valentine since she loved the whiskey brand. She is the Macarena's drag mother. Coincidentally, both queens lip-synced in their first episode of their season and placed 10th overall. She is the first contestant on Drag Race Espana to survive two lip-syncs within the first two episodes, and she is the second contestant in the franchise to be in the bottom of the first three episodes after Akasha on season one. Um, here we go. I gave her one point. JP, one point. Precious, very kind with two points. We are not excited for Samantha Valentine's, but let's talk about her. Precious, you are the most excited out of the three of us. Uh, she would have gotten about. one, but I was just over the other one that I put at number one because <laughs> she was more recent. Um, I also based a lot of this based on because I did watch the first 15 minutes and that's why my number nine got so Fair. much points for me. Fair. But Samantha was one of those, she felt like she was supposed to be the poopy poison of season two, but just didn't deliver. So I really want to see how her and poopy do against each other. I want to see that cat fight. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, JP, we all remember Samantha Valentine's um, bribed the cast to give her uh, Miss Congeniality. Uh, Still can't question, figure that one out. What is it about Samantha Valentine's that we just can't connect with? I think this is one of the biggest examples of a cultural barrier of us sure. giving Samantha outside of España. Because people in Spain love her. And, it, right. and and she's one of the most hardworking queens in in Spain. So I really I really think this is a the biggest example of a drag in Spain that is loved in Spain. And that just doesn't translate um overseas. Sure. Um, she reminds me a lot of um uh she reminds me a lot of um what is it just just like silly TV that mm-hmm. in uh, in paper we should be really excited to watch. And yet I find myself questioning uh did somebody cancel and they pulled her in or is it is it that they want because of how beloved she is in spain like do they want to give her a second chance for a crown you know so very much like a trixie mattel esque thing where trixie wasn't great on this show she was fine but she blew up after the show and you had to put her on the show I, again, you probably know a lot more than I do about Samantha post-show. Um, I don't know if she's opened up her own makeup line. I, I don't think her face is proving it. But, <laughs> uh, I mean, if she's big, yeah, well, I, we might see her a lot. But she was one who I alluded to when it came to favoritism. She lasted season two much longer than most of us thought she would. And it's because yeah. she brought this really basic bad drag. Well, it's like um, it's like if Lady Bunny were to go to Drag Race and flop, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and again, I know it's not kosher to like uh, compare queens that way, uh, but here we are. Um, I I think that if uh, somebody as charismatic um, as her would not do good, 
uh, I from a production standpoint, yeah, put her on again. Uh, she is going to have polarizing opinions, mm-hmm. uh, or well, uh, the the viewership will have polarizing opinions, which will mean people will tune in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because of all of those things, I understand why she's in the season. I hope she is able to prove all of us wrong and we can re-listen to this podcast in three months and say she shut her mouth. Listen, I'm here for that. I'm always here for that. Let's talk about her look by Jose Luis Diaz, nails by Marichi Nails. Okay, it's definitely an upgrade. It's definitely an upgrade. As I alluded to earlier, um, Jose Luis Diaz, I believe, did the entire collection. Um, I'm assuming she probably collaborated with him, and this is what they came up with. It's very sexy. I think the jacket is super fun. I would wear it on a night out in the town before I puke in a toilet. Um, the <laughs> hair is bouncy. It's fun. It's it's for Samantha Valentine's. It's an upgrade. But yeah. on the surface, for a promo look, this is basic. Oh my god, this is like basic level drag. JP, talk to me about this look. Um, I didn't catch that uh, the whole collection was made by one person. I so. figured it out when I started to pull the names. And I was like, wait, why is it all the same person? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but that's a good idea to have one designer do yes, your it's, promos. It's a good idea until you do season two of Drag Race Italia and you realize it's the same per- person and they all wore shit. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a whole different conversation. But th- these yeah. are actually good overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I enjoy her look. It is... Uh, it is exactly what uh, uh, the bare minimum. I feel it's really rough to say. It, it's it's uh, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, like what you come to when you wear when you come to the the club before changing into your. Yeah, walk. it's a beautiful walk around look. Yeah, mm-hmm. and knowing Samantha and how quickly she took off her clothes, uh, I bet. <laughs> By the last shutter of the camera on that promo shoot, half of her outfit was on the floor. It's true. Uh, Precious, I'll first ask you, do you predict if she is lip syncing, the clothes will be off? I'm hoping she learned her lesson because I felt like that was such the biggest feedback because that was the whole thing. Like when you go back to those early drag race seasons and the moment a girl took her shoes off, you're like, she's going home. And it's like, here she goes like clothes, 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 shoes off. I think on this show, they, they liked it. They, they didn't mind it. They so fucking loved else, it. Everybody else, they hated it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like, like I said, or, uh, like I said when we were doing the year of the end, the end of your podcast, how in one series, in one country, Rue is like, nipples, no. In the U.S., give me the breastplates. It's like, be across the board, be the same thing. It, it is like, I like her look. I do feel like because she's like, she is, we've been kind of given her the moniker of a basic queen. I think it works fine for a basic queen. It's a basic mm-hmm. outfit for a basic queen. I do love the coat, the two tone colors. And I do like how in the wig, she has like the hint of um, red at the very bottom of it. I like, I like how that kind of flows. It's a cute outfit. And I do think it's like such an upgrade from where she was. And I hope, I know she's going to take her clothes off because that's Samantha, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a soft boot. It's going to get a soft toot for me. Um, I will go with the soft toot as well. 
Audience agrees with you too. 53% toot, 47% boot. All right, here we go. Next up, I gave her three points. Precious gave her one point. JP, six points. If you thought Samantha Valentine speaks <laughs> fast, this bitch <laughs> It is Pink Shadora. Season three came in seventh slash eighth place because that's what happened. She is from Cadiz. Pink Shadora asserts that she's an all-star because of her charisma, her tough face, and because she's overpowering. She has returned to the competition, ready to snatch a crown, a scepter, and a cash prize. She's destined to be the drag superstar inaugurating the Drag Race Hall of Fame because she's ready to show her brightest version of drag. Her drag name comes from a play on words in Spanish. Pink Shadora sounds like Pink Shadora, which is word for DJ. Alongside fellow all-star Paquita, they were the first queens on Drag Race España to be sent home in a double elimination. She is the first in the franchise to win multiple challenges and not reach the finale. She is the lowest placing two-timer, two-time winner and drag race, drag race snatch game winner. She is tied with Laganja Stranja from Drag Race 6 for the longest lasting contestant to never place high or low during their run of the show, having either won the challenge, been safe, or been in the bottom two for all seven episodes she was present. She is surpassed by Bob the Dragman, who lasted eight episodes. Now, my question of the season is she has got the personality and the experience of winning, but do the girls want her there knowing the judges eat her up? Here's another one where favoritism comes into play. Mm-hmm. JP, talk to me about Pink Shadora. Okay. Um, I will uh, take uh, two steps back and add a, a little bit of a, a, um, an opinion to an answer I gave earlier. Um, something I want to see in the season as well is for production to fix some mistakes that they did on season three. Because I, frankly stopped watching season three on the episode that she went home all right tell us why um it's just that it lost me i didn't i didn't really think that the season was entertaining after that and i just watched the clips of um i, yeah, I just watched like little clips here and there um i love pinchadora i am very excited to see her back this season i think that she is going to I think she's really going to excel. Like she really excelled in uh, many aspects on her original season. And I should not believe otherwise, considering that she left and then she came right back. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause again, we will talk about her sister who was eliminated alongside her. Uh, was it all set up? Who knows? Because that whole challenge was a whole weird thing mm-hmm. um but pink shadora i feel like is a really again polarizing character in the sense that she is actually good at the art of drag what she presents is pretty solid her personality in the workroom was one of those things that i don't think some of the girls appreciated because she ran that mouth and she loved to make sure everybody knew what she was thinking And it's going to be interesting to see if that's the kind of persona she brings here if the girls are deciding who goes home. I could see her going out super early because the girls just don't want to listen to her. Precious, you are not excited for Pink Shadora. Tell us why. You know, I think it was like a lot what you said. Um, She was good in the challenges, but I think it's like she had one of the personalities that was just kind of like, 
Uh, it was just like she because she liked she was also one of the loudest voices in the room every time she talked and and she talks fast so it was a lot of like trying to read what she was saying and being like oh by they're ready, ready on the next sentence so we, we i can't i can't do it um but i get what jp was saying about how he stopped watching after that like after the episode where she her and petita got eliminated because that episode itself was just like it felt once it was done it was just their way of being like well we didn't want to get rid of kelly roller and we had to find some way to bring her back but we couldn't also keep the cast as big as it were because i also didn't feel kelly roller won the challenge i thought it i thought it should have gone to uh ornella and chanel i thought they were the two best and I kind of wish they would have done something different, kind of how France did theirs of, hi, we're doing a challenge where the lowest scoring girl on the, of the returning team is going to go up against the best one from the, from the, from the girls who were eliminated, and you're going to fight to stay. I think that's a much better way to bring someone back in than to be like, hi, you're pairing up and the winning pairs, because it's just going to go to, it was very much favoritism across the board um, with how this, how with season three was played out. So I think it was just, it's a mixture of the bad taste of what season three left in my mouth um, compared to how great season two was and just like how everything played out, especially once you got past that top six. Now, JP, for us, um, Pink Shadora talks very, very fast. It's very difficult to keep up with. Is she talking too fast for you? No. Okay, you no. can handle it. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was something about Spanish that we just magically can fit more syllables in a second uh, compared to English. Um, yeah, I really, I, I really enjoy watching this. Um, I really enjoy watching them talk fast uh, because it flexes my muscles. So I live in... Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I live in Boston, and uh, while we have a big population of Spanish-speaking people here, like I don't really get to uh, speak it as much as I would like to. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Let's talk about her look. Um, she out of drag is a walking cartoon character. This look, she is like, I'm going to also still be a walking cartoon character. That is a lot of feathers. And if someone made it for her and she didn't have to pay for it, that is a lot of feathers. I made that look very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, th this is kind of what I expect from her. I think the only thing that I don't like about it is not the silhouette. It's the color combination. She looks like Big Bird. And I can't mm -hmm. get away from that. I, I was thinking that's the first thought that came to mind while looking at this picture being like the especially because I think it's also the hair is so high that mm -hmm. you're like, this is like if Bitburg just became a woman. <laughs> yeah. JP, what do you think? Uh she's a beautiful loofah. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Would you wear this yeah. to the grocery store? Um uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Because I was even thinking, if you look at the wide shot of the entire cast, as you can see in both Biden and Michael's pictures, it really does look like she's a loofah that came to life because they have yeah. her at the end. It's like, I do like the look. I think it's great, but I, it is very, it's because of all that yellow, it is screaming big bird and drag. And even the, the, the middle part, I, I'm not sure what the red's supposed to be. I can't tell if it's supposed to be a corset or if it's something on top of the yellow. Yeah, um, I would have just eliminated it completely and made the only red part the heels and the gloves. And also, I know it's a minimal thing, but um, the yellow tights do not match the rest of the yellow. So that that just 
bothers me. That being said, it could very much be the color editing um, yeah. to make it work. She's done well in looks. I'm not worried for her overall. This was just a, a bit too big for this promo look for me. Yeah. I'll give it a boot. That's going to get a soft toot. Um, okay. I, um, I think I'm going to boot this. And the reason why I think it's, uh, if she had, if, if they had taken away the feathers, uh, in the top part of the bust, I feel like just having this huge puff, um, in the hip and then let that bustier shine on its own. Also, I can't stop thinking my brain, I understand that this is based on um, Spain's flag. Mm-hmm. My brain goes to the obvious drag race reference. I'm like, what in the Ronald McDonald slash <laughs> over here? I'm like, girl, the boycott, you know? Yeah. Um, so I summarizing, I will give this a soft boot. Audience, 57% toot, 43% boot. Ooh. All right, next up is someone who... Um, Knows Miss Pink Shadora very well because she also was eliminated seventh eighth with her. It is Paquita, thirty years old, currently in Madrid, originally from Andalusia. Paquita is confident that she will once again be the face of the season. She claims she's returning to Drag Race España because, aside from being the prettiest, she's the most talented in her season. She brought with her a heart of a fox, and now she also brings the skin. She proudly represents Andalusia, stating. I move more than the canopy of the Esperanza de Trania. Her drag name comes from their real name, Francisco, in feminine form. In Spanish, Francisco can also be known as Paca, and from there derives in Paquita. She appeared on the second season of The Switch. If we consider it canon, she is the first contestant of Spanish origin on Drag Race, but I don't consider The Switch a real Drag Race show. No. Paquita and fellow all-star Pink Shadora are the first queens on Drag Race Espanya to be sent home in a double elimination. All right, so I am the most excited for her, um, but I'm not as excited for her as I was for season three. I give her five points. JP, three points. Precious, four points. I loved what Paquita brought. I do not think she was eliminated at the right time. She should not have been eliminated. The twist fucked her over. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear. Here's my question of the season. She was done dirty by the twist. Will she be upgraded from what she had and showcase something new? Or will she still be picking up where she left off? That's my fear. I don't know what an upgraded, elevated Paquita looks like. And for that, based on this cast, I don't think they're going to give her as much praise as anybody else who's going to have such an evolution. Yeah. I think, yeah, the season three girls, I think, are going to have the hardest trouble because it's because they literally were like, hi, we're filming next door. Do you want do you want in? No, go home. Like literally. It, it, so it does feel like you have, and the ones that they chose were the were you know later in the season. They didn't go and get the girl who was like first out, even though I would fucking love Maria to come back. Um, she had I think more screen time than anyone else that last season. Um, but yeah, like I love this look. I think it's very her. It's very sexy. It does give me um, Aquarius entrance look from season ten with the uh, with the straps over the breasts. 
But I like that it has like this dominatrix feel to it. JP, talk to me about Pagita. So, um, well, I want to first of all send a huge shout out to uh, Jose Luis Diaz, who is the creator of all of these uh, outfits. I understand it is a big uh, undertaking to create so many outfits for so many drag uh, performers. I understand there might have been time constraints. Um, this feels to me like um jose had all of these different pieces already yeah. yeah um it it feels to me uh like i could if i were to be given a budget i could find all of these pieces on amazon yes and i could have these you know, you know we're filming this on a, on a tuesday and i could have these on thursday you know um so uh yeah this to me it, the the look is lacking it is it, to me it's just lacking um and it's disappointing um i i i i can see i can see that this is not i can see this is not an amazon look you know what i mean that's right. what i'm trying to say it's like i can see that there has been some labor of love put into this like all of the tails and the and the pom-poms um i can tell that this is crafted with love and it still feels to me like it's meh yeah i feel like with this look i would remove the pom-poms and I know they wanted probably one more element of yellow. I would have put the yellow as the um, the hair tie in, instead of red and pull the yellow there. Um, but I mean, you you you, you just gotta your eye can't get away from that waist. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Um, like that th- that's almost Violet Chachki level. Yeah. Oh, she's giving Sagittarius a run for her money with that waist. She really is. Um, I, I again, I really like Paquita. I really am a big fan of what she brought on season three. Um, I'm very nervous that they're just gonna be like, "Well, you're not giving enough," which mm-hmm. should not be a mark against her when you literally pulled her off the stage and said, "All right, here's a contract. You want to come back?" Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels way too soon for her because they're they're again. Look at this photo. Put it against what she wore for the season three promo. It's the same. It's it's, it's essentially the same queen. Not saying that you can't be the same person. She is definitely someone I would love to have had a little more time away from, from because I know more experience and more time we would see an evolution. So I'm very fearful for these for Paquita. Um, mm-hmm. But again, prove me wrong. Prove me that I my initial opinion on season three was right. Um, I will give this a soft toot. It's a toot. Um, um, it's a boot. Audience, 83% toot, 17% boot. It's the nails. It's the nails are just so like, (sighs) The nails. Okay. Next up, um, you know what? Let's just finish off season three. It's Hornella Gongora. Um, third, fourth place. (laughs) Valencian. Ornella Gongora is ready to snatch wigs in the competition. She returns confident in her talents and leans on her trademark humor to say that her all-stars face is full of hydraulic acid, Botox, and very, very white smiles. She is destined to be the drag superstar inaugurated uh, in the Drag Race España Hall of Fame because she's the best and arrives as an even more fierce Hornella. 
Her name is a nod to the TV show Will and Grace, where it is said to create a drag name, you have to mix your first pet and your first street you lived on. She lived on Gongora Street in Alicante, and her first dog was named Nella. Ornella is the drag sister of Drag Race Hispania Season 2 finalist Vanadita Von Dash. They used to be in a romantic relationship together. And Hornella is the first contestant in Drag Race Hispania to reach the finale without any maxi challenge wins. Will this be the season where Hornella can win something? That's my question of the season. Now, here we go. Two points from me. Two points from JP. But Miss Precious here. Nine points. So excited for Hornella to come back. <laughs> Tell us why. That's you know, we're, I know we're not discussing the 15 minutes, but that's the reason why. Any queen who just gets bumped off their season and is asked to come back, that entrance is how you do it. And that put her above everyone else, in my opinion. I liked her in season three. I don't think I was, I don't think she was one of my favorites going in, but as the series progressed, I did enjoy her on the show and I did um, like what she brought to the table. So I'm excited for the fact that someone who didn't, like she did well enough to make it the finale. She just never, you know, they just never gave her a win when she pretty could have won one here or there. Listen, um, no, certain people didn't get wins because um, Petita got them all. Yeah, they were kept giving them to Petita, even though they're like easily could have given them to somebody else. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's like that is the reason uh, her entrance in All Stars. When I saw that little preview pop up, I was all, this is how you do it. That's how you do a return when you're coming off the season you just came off on. And so that's where I was like, you know what? I think she's the one I want to see. I'm more intrigued by her now than I was last time. And I, what I will say, I know we're not supposed to be talking about it, but I'm going to mention mm-hmm. it because you already mentioned it. The fact that she came back in her entrance look in a deconstructed version of her last look of the season. To me, that was kind of funny and very smart. So that's where I'll appreciate it. Mm-hmm. JP, talk to me about Hornada Gongra. I never really connected with her. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I enjoy the, um, I enjoy the little gag of coming back, uh, as we, as we just mentioned, uh, I think Ben de la Creme is the only one to do a callback like that before. Yes, with her miscongeniality look, yes. Yes, with, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's really smart, um, I just never connected with her, and I, it really comes down to that. I think that, uh, she is, uh, she has the opportunity to... Uh, you know really connect with us or with me this time around um i yeah i'm i'm going with this i'm i'm blaming production for me not liking season three so i'm going yes. with this yeah i'm going with this with uh, a, a lot of positive attitude and i am just uh yeah i'm just looking forward to what she brings this time around now, obviously, the look, we know who it's made by, but also their company is called It's Spain. The hair is by Cesar Fernandez. I love the mod feel of it. I think <laughs> doing this modern mod look, really cool. The gloves, I'm here for. The little tiny purse, I am here for. That thing on the boot. Oh, my God, I can't stand it. Get it off of her foot. It looks like she is sucked in by something. I don't like it. And the hair, it's styled well. It just doesn't work with the look. This is one of those crazy moments where I say, remember what she wore in her promo look from season three? Give me that short uh, wig. I will take it here. The other thing that's just a me personal problem, I know it's a me personal problem, 
I don't like the no brow thing for fashion drag. Oh. I really just don't love it. I re- just give me brows. Just 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 give me like a line. I just need a little bit of a line. There, I feel like she has brows. They're just really light. They're Maybe. yellow. When you do yellow, yellow. Brow, they really okay. yeah. Because yeah, I feel I can feel like I do feel like there's something there helping with the shape. But yeah, it's just not. It's like it's not like vi- like vibrant in your face. Now I will say um, we, we're not supposed to be talking about it, but we're going to talk about it one more time. Um, I don't know how much time was in between filming of season three into the invite here, um, but she definitely made things happen to her face because you could rest a candle on those cheekbones. Oh yeah, <laughs> it those does. It does feel like when I went when it went into her confessional, I was like. Damn, you just went to the doctor quick, didn't you? Yeah. You really those wanted to get that all star lips. You wanted that all star, that all star makeover, really quick. Uh, JP, tell me about this look. So um, I know we don't have a visual element, um, but um, I don't know if you've seen this cat toys that look like this. Oh, you can wait. <laughs> yes, 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 that's what's on um, her boot. It, it's like this donut, this um, made out of cardboard. Um, that I feel like she just sprayed red and then put on top of her ankle. Um, yeah. Uncle. Um, uh, I know that it is uh, really hard on the fingers to assemble a look like this. Um, mm-hmm. a, a local drag um, performer here in Boston, Cheeto, just did a look similar to this, but with Pokemon cards. And it was really, oh, really that. cool. That's so cool. Um, and and looking at uh the way that they built it, I know that it is time consuming and it is really hard on the fingers. So I appreciate the craftsmanship of the look. Um, yeah, I think this is pretty solid. Um, I think that it would have benefited um to go on her skin instead of having a red lining because then we lose the red elements uh of the. Um, I don't even know what to call this type of uh of dress. Uh, so yeah, I wish I I wish she was wearing like lingerie instead of just like a red panel under it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the hair is red. Yeah, I love it. Precious, any final thoughts on Hornera Gungara? Um, I want the wig. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, I think it's the same thing that we're about around her boot is also around her arms, mm-hmm. but I think it just works better as yeah. part of the glove than it does because it's also yeah, it's a weird shape. No, love the look. Um, um, no, fl- no, no faults here, in my opinion. I'll give her a soft toot. She gets a toot toot. Yeah, she also gets a toot for me. Audience, fifty-five percent toot, forty-five percent boot. Oh, wow. Okay, next up. Precious is the highest here at seven. JP, you are not the lowest here. You're at five. I'm lower at four. It's JP's bestest friend, Jerigi <laughs> Derkli. Season two, fifth place. Um, Originally from 
Madrid, living in Brussels, Belgium. Jorigi returns to Drag Race España more sophisticated, more powerful, and even hornier. She insists that her rear end couldn't be absent from All Stars and is here to take it all. Have fun, <laughs> swing the axe. She's destined to be the drag superstar inaugurating the Drag Race España Hall of Fame because she's the coolest one around. Jorigi was born when she was 13 and used the name to create her first Hotmail address. It's the first two letters of her birth name and the two family names because in Spanish you have the father's name and the mother's name. She has three kidneys. She was the first female contestant on Drag Race España as the first trans contestant on the program. She is the only queen of the top five of season two to not win a maxi challenge. Jurigi performs at the same cabaret with La Brioche from season one of Drag Race France. And she appeared as a guest on Snatch Game during season one of Drag Race Belgique. But they said, no, you can't guest judge. Why? I still don't have that answer. Now, my question this season for Jurigi is she's the beauty and the face, but can she succeed in the challenges to win this race? And yes, I like a little rhyme here or there. Um, <laughs> I think it's fitting that we start here with the OG Jurigi killer, just JP. um uh i will say that my jealousy was in full effect on her first season she's just so pretty and beautiful and talented yeah um uh i uh i I really enjoyed this look um i really uh i'm really looking forward to watching jirigi in a season where i'm not hateful yeah yeah um because we all remember that uh, 99% toot, 1% boot, that was my fault. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't give it to her. Yeah, no, no, no. But um, I'm really excited to see her this season. I also was very surprised why she didn't guest judge. I'm like, come on. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts on Jurigi. Like, right in the middle for me. I think with Jirigi, I this makes sense. She is one of the queens yeah. where when I saw the cast list, yeah, this one made sense. You had to bring Jirigi on. Um, I think her journey on season two was very interesting because you see this beautiful, beautiful woman who's giving you beautiful, beautiful drag. And then when she's in an untucked, she's like, I'm a bitch and I'm going to fucking make sure you know it so i'm really excited to see what kind of character she's going to bring in and i feel like she's going to ooze this new sense of confidence um again where i think her biggest challenge is not going to be on the runway it's going to be in the specific challenges Mm -hmm. um you look at this cast there's not a lot of actors but you got a lot of comedians so if we're heavy on the comedy challenges she's fucked but yeah. if we're going to do like a ball and design challenge in a six episode um, season, she'll be fine. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Jirigi does overall. Um, but I mean, the face is facing. Um, we accept that face card here. Precious, what do you think of Jirigi? I'm excited for her glow up. That's, I think, what it is. I enjoy, she was one of those that grew on me during season two, where I don't think I was the biggest fan when it started. But by the end, I was like, oh, okay, I like you. Um, So I want to see, like, what her glow up is, because, you know, she had time to glow up. Um, Yeah. This look, I mean, this is cabaret. It is showgirl. It is so fun. The yellow tights, I don't mind here because it's not fighting against any other yellow. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of feather and ruffle. The hair is really cool. And the mug is beautiful. I really think this is a great promo look. Oh, it's a good one, yeah. Ooh. JP, what do you think? Would you wear this to the um, Petco or the Petsco? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Um... It's just uh, it's just again like a big explosion of well, in this case, it's uh, a little bit of tool, but mostly feathers. Um, I wish the corset or bustier were to be yellow to give some contrast. Um, but she looks stunning. She looks yeah. stunning. She looks like uh, she's ready uh, to be part of the cast of uh, Drag Race Las Vegas. What's the name of the show? Drag Race Live. Yeah. Live. There we go. Yeah, she's ready to go on that Drag Race Live stage. Which, <laughs> wouldn't it be incredible for them to have Dorigi for Drag Race Live? Listen, there are a lot of queens from the international seasons who deserve their chance out there. I know we've had Nikki, even though she's still an American queen. Uh, we've had Pangina. We've had Lawrence Cheney. Mm-hmm. I, I think let, let's pull some others. Let's let's make them world-renowned names, too. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thanks, Foss Vince. Yeah. I'll give this look a toot. It's a toot for me as well. It is a toot as well. Audience, 87% toot, 13% boot. All right, we're in our top four. This person, I gave six points to. Eight points to J- from JP. Three points from Precious, which I'm a little surprised by. It's Onyx Unleashed. Season yeah. two, eighth place. Living in Madrid. Onyx arrives renewed and with a new name, Unleashed, because her drag feels liberated, unleashed, and unchained, crazy, and unhinged. She warns us to get ready for Unleashed Love. She's here to have a good time because Drag Race España is like a drag amusement park to her, and she's skipped the line for the rides. Onyx is the first Maxi Challenge winner on the second season of Drag Race España. She is the lowest placing challenge winner on season two of Drag Race España, and as of season three, the lowest placing challenge winner on Drag Race España ever. She shares a similar journey with Hugacio Crojente of Drag Race España season one. They both won the first episode of the season. They both were in the bottom two during Snatch Game and both were eliminated on the fifth episode. My question the season, new name, new drag. Onyx had the looks, but didn't have the backing of the judges. Does she know what to do to win the Javis over this time? I'm surprised here by the placement of precious why are you not excited for onyx because i was more excited for the ones above her (laughs) good good that's fair you know what i'm like this promo look fucking slays i love that it's not really it's more of an orange a, a hybrid of red and yellow um I think a lot of it came down to, I know we weren't i know we're not discussing the preview but there was something about when she entered the room where it was like I, I it just got a vibe that I'm like going. I'm not sure she's she was quite ready to come back. Fair, that's very fair. That's fair. JP, talk to me about Onyx Unleashed. I am so shook by that comment of like it's 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 more of a hybrid of uh, um red and yellow, which is orange. Because I'm like I've never thought of it that way, but it is. <laughs> um, I love uh I love um Onyx on her first season, um. I'm so excited. I think both Onyx and Ugasio uh, were really done dirty. Uh, I wish uh, I wish to see her go all the way 
because I really think that she is able to go all the way and snatch that crown. Um, I think she is going to be one of those uh, performers that will maybe slide under the radar a little bit at the beginning because there are larger personalities in the room. So I am hoping that if there are, if the rules are the season two of All-Star rules, uh, then I really see her going far. The acting challenges obviously were something that um, were not her strong suit. Um, but e- again, even so, when she wasn't great in the acting challenges, she would make up for it on the runway and it still wasn't yeah. enough. Um, so I- I'm curious to see how much training she's put in um, because she always was able to take the runway and make it work for her but was never able to do that necessarily with the challenges. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be Onyx's big thing. But if this is a season of redemption, then Onyx has one of the best storylines here to be able to redeem herself. Yeah. Um, what I love about this look is you have this futuristic space style of this silhouette, but you also have these fashion elements. And she said, I don't fucking care. You're going to have black in my look as well. And you're mm-hmm. going to have the softest, most human face you're going to get so I can fit in with these bitches. And that's the last time you're going to see that. Yep. But I'm also here terrible. for her Freddy gloves. Yeah, the Freddy gloves are fun. Of course, you love the Freddy gloves. The hair is terrible, though. I, I, it's too flat. Yeah, I think she needed she needed bigger hair. It's it, I don't know. It is giving that kind of wet look. So I guess we're just trying to be. I think it was trying to be like alien esque, eternal, eternal. Like you know, she just came in from space. Yeah, she just birthed herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to. Um, I'm going to point out that the majority of the other contestants also had a little bit of black in their looks. They so. did. Not as dominating, but they did. You're correct. You're correct. You're correct. Um, I think they uh did Onyx dirty um with choosing the shot that they chose mm-hmm. uh, for her solo promo. I think uh on the um uh, image that both of you have as their background, if your background, I think that mm-hmm. she uh what is she yeah they chose a way better photo for that one. Yeah, this outfit's incredible. I want this outfit. Um, whenever you're whenever you're modeling pants, I think you have to be mindful of how you, um, how you present uh your legs. <laughs> that was funny. Um, I think it's it's just an awkward stance that you you don't know is this pants or is this a gown? Uh, which I believe these are pants, right? I believe they're pants. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Chaps. like. Yeah, like separate the legs, you know, or do the, um, you know, one in front of the other. But it's like this, you know, it, like it makes me doubt what the silhouette uh, is. So that, but again, I think this is more of a them choosing this not really great shot. Why they chose this really great shot? This not so really great shot. I don't know. Um, but I love. I'm, I'm obsessed with this outfit. Because sometimes I like to do these queens dirty. Because remember in All-Stars 8, the, the solo picture of Monica Beverly Hills has like full-on crop shot, but then in the group shot, it's laid flat. And it's the same. It's like, you're like, you couldn't have done that in, in her solo one since you're going to use the same photos for this shot. It's like, it was like, okay, guess you don't I'll, care. I'll give her a two. Oh, it's a two for me. 
it is a definite toot for me. Love Audience, it. Love it. 83% toot, 17% boot. All right, next up. Someone who I love. I actually got to interview her. I think she's amazing. I give her eight points. Precious, eight points. JP, not as amazing. Four points. It is the runner-up from season one, Sagittaria from Barcelona. Sagittaria arrives at All-Stars in her improved versions of drag with more flexibility and confidence. She has come to serve face and show that she can give much more than what we saw in her season one. She was a finalist, and this time she doesn't plan to miss the opportunity to win the crown. Inspired by Aquaria, her name comes from a zodiac sign. Despite her name, she's actually a Cancer. She used to be roommates with season one's Dovima Normi. They had a major falling out due to a man. They ended up getting along in the competition before Sagittaria beat her in a lip sync after Dovima refused to participate. Did we ever learn about the man? No, we did not. She is the. It first was poopy queen. poison. Yeah, she was the first <laughs> queen from Drag Race España to win the Improv Challenge, and she is the only queen from. Drag Race Espana All-Stars to be a runner-up. My question of the season, as the only runner-up in the cast, a target is already on her back. Can Sagittaria bring something fresh, or will they not reward her already established polish? And that is why I think we're not going to see a lot of Sagittaria, because if they get to vote someone out, you know she's going to have a wardrobe that's probably going to run circles around most of y'all. Mm-hmm. Get her out where you can. So if she does not succeed in some of these challenges... Oh my god, I'm going to be so sad to lose her. Precious, talk to me about Sagittaria. Um, she's another one that, like, by the time her season ended, I had grown to love her. Um, because she came off very much that like young that that whole you know the young kids who like I grew up on Drag Race, I know everything about drag. She that was her kind of mentality, and especially because she she was very much a clone of Aquaria. Um, but I feel like. She's had enough. I think she's had enough time from her season now. So I feel like there's been some growth. She's seen how she looked on the show. And I I feel, I feel like she's coming in there. I think with a more level head of knowing, like I've done this before. I know what to do kind Mm -hmm. of feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we loving this look JP? Um, no. No. Um I I'm I'm going back and forth and looking at how each look kind of compares with the rest. I feel like this is this is just um I don't know if you know the baby bell cheese that you peel. Oh, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it gives me that. Um I like the uh, uh yellow piping. Um I think the uh, what is it um, the way that uh, the things are tied on uh, her shoes is that her shoes that are tied that way on her ankles I don't know yeah yeah like she's just standing there there's no need just cut those off um, yeah I the ankles are really bothering me um, the Happy Meal box is not making me so happy. For those who know the song, the fast food song, um, Nicole Noscopy made it very, very famous in New York. That's one of my favorite numbers of hers. By the fast food rockers, if you know the music video, throw on some blue on her and she looks like a a cast member from that music video. Um, 
it, it's it's a it, it, this is Sagittarius. This is ex- exactly what I expected her to mm-hmm. wear to wear latex and vinyl and to give you sex. But I think she was like, I don't want to show too much body. And then I'm like, so what's the point of this look? I think the hair is really fun, but I don't think she realized that uh, her new sis, Jirigi, was going to have little puffy puffs in her hair, too, because now mm. they look like they're uh, from the same collection. It, it, it's an okay look. It's a very safe look from Sagittaria, which might have been the point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the armbands, I feel like, are ill-fitting. Um, I would have wore a panty instead of that skirt. Um, I would have made, yeah, I would have made different stylistic choices on this one. Soft toot for me. The toot, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy what she's bringing. She's what she's serving in her Happy Meal. There it is. Yeah, I am going to boot this. Boop, 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 boop. Audience seventy-seven percent toot, twenty-three percent boot. This next person, I am a little shocked that they're as high as they are but you know what i'm not mad at it seven points from me nine points from jp five from precious coming in fourth place from season one it's poopy poison poopy poison is determined to correct her past mistakes and return to the workroom and yet again to compete in drag race espana all-stars she's meant to be the drag superstar inaugurating the drag race espana hall of fame because in her own words i'm the oldest and i deserve it her drag name came from taking photos as Linda Blair from The Exorcist and called themselves Pupula. Her friends then called her Pupita and Poopy. She kept playing Poseida and chose Poison as the second name for the character. She appeared on Got Talent España. She started drag in 2006. She is the first queen from Drag Race España to win an acting challenge. She is the first Miss Congeniality of Drag Race España. She is the third queen to be eliminated during the last competitive episode in the first Bottom placement after Ms. Cracker on Drag Race Season 10 and Jimbo on Canada's Drag Race Season 1. She never placed safe during her round. Alongside the Macarena, she is the only queen to appear on all three seasons of Drag Race España as a contestant on Season 1 and a guest on Season 2 and 3. My question this season is, if the wardrobe did get a glow up, Poopy has the chance to snatch the crown. Will the runway be her downfall once again? Just JP, just give it to me straight. Tell me why you are here for Miss Boopy Poison. Oh, I want her to win so bad. I want her to win so bad. She's one of my favorite queens in the whole franchise. Like, overall, like, España and beyond. She is incredible. She got really lucky that, maybe not really lucky. Uh, I should rephrase that. Uh, she just has the best outfit, uh, in my opinion, in uh, in this promo. Um, I want to wear this. Her wig is incredible. I love me a black rooted wig, a big, big wig with black roots. I love it. Um, she was funny. She was was she the narrator of season one? She kind of was. She, she kind of was, yeah. Yeah, like I uh, I really have been craving. I really wanted her to win. Um. Yeah, uh, I, I'm really excited. I'm so 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 excited to have Poopy back in my stream. Now I wasn't able to interview her at DragCon um, UK 2023, 
Um, mostly because she said, no, her English wasn't good enough uh, when I was interviewing um, uh, Astrea, but she made fun of us the entire time. So it was a very difficult conversation to have because she was just mocking Australia the entire time. Great. But <laughs> I, I, I adore her. I think she is stupid and her season one performance, she was not winning. When you had Sagittarius there and you had Killer Queen and you had Carmen Ferrala, there was no way they were going to give this bitch the win first season out. But she was the first person you knew would get a phone call for an all-star season. I do, do believe if her English was better, she would be on a verse the world because she is the epitome of Spanish drag. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what she's going to bring. As I already mentioned, the wardrobe on season one was, it was hard to watch. It was really, really hard to watch. Like I had one uh, friend and listener who every week be like, be like, I can't, toot and boot this anymore because it's always going to be a boot <laughs> not this one not mm-hmm. this one uh precious talk to me about poopy poison you know she wasn't one of my favorites season one i think because i felt like she was one of those queens that they were pushing us to really like like i will say when she's like her acting challenge that schoolgirl scene weird as it was she was the best part of it um i think what made me kind of fall in love with her was when she came back last season season three for snatch game and she was playing the drag version of the other contestant that was playing with it and she just was sold it to me and it's that thing where i'm just like you're really fucking hilarious and you I think it was, yeah, your runways weren't that great. You were going up against, like, fashion fucking divas the entire season um, because half the cast were just, like, fashion. Um, But, yeah, it's like... I, I'm it's like she was kind of mid-packed for me where I'm like going, I'm excited, but just other people just had slightly gave her that edge. Um, but yeah, I wanna see I wanna see what she can bring because this look is just it's giving me like 60s. It's very mod. I love the hair. It looks like she stuck her finger in the socket and it just went electric. Um, yeah, and I love the two-tone kind of t- like hand gloves. Yeah, the gloves, hand gloves. What am I talking about? Hand gloves, yes, that's the things you wore in your hand. The gloves. Yes. There you go. gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what I love about the silhouette is it's got this very beautiful Spanish silhouette. Like it looks like a, a flamenco dancer, and it's <laughs> stunning. And then you have clown, and she's like, "That's who I am." The wig does look like this came from Supreme Deluxe's season one reject pile <laughs> when she loved her muted <laughs> wigs. I personally do not love the black rooted, but JP, you may have this one. Thank you. I would love to have this one. Are you kidding me? Send it over. Um, but you, you, listen, this is the definition of a glow up. This is why we become excited for Poopy Poison because she learned. She took her time away and learned. This is how I need to improve if I'm going to win. If you showed me this look and then just spoiled it for me and said she wins, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. I'm here for it. Checks out. I'll give her a toot. Toot. Oh, baby, I'm shooting this one. I love this one. I, I Okay, it's going to be a really, really hard, hard toot. Like, toot, 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 toot. I love this one. Let's toot it to the moon. 97% toot from the audience, 3% boot. Hmm. One queen left. left from season two, sixth place on a baby's drag set last. 
from the Canary Islands. Drag Setlas returns, determined to do whatever it takes for the crown. She asserts that she arrives with transgression, the art of transformation, and Canarian art as her guiding principles. She aims to bring the drag superstar inauguration uh, of the Drag Race España Hall of Fame to her and the Canary Islands because Canary talent runs through her veins alongside success, professionalism, and constant hard work. Setlas comes from Setlas, the god of fire in Etruscan mythology. She is the drag daughter of Drag Race Hispania Season 1's Drag Vulcano, who really seems to just hate drag race. She won the Gala <laughs> Drag Queen de las Palmas de Gran Canaria pageant twice, once in 2017 and again in 2020. Her win led to her being taken to court by the Asociación de Abogados Cristianos for her presentation as both the Virgin Mary and Jesus on the Cross for her performance. She is the first Canarian queen to win a main challenge on Drag Race, and I think she's still the only one. Yeah. Question of the season. She got royally screwed on season two. Will she finally get the respect she deserves and bring home the crown to the Canary Islands? Six points from Precious. Seven points from JP. Nine points for me. It's time. Drag set loss was fucking incredible. We are never going to be able to talk about the success of a drag race talent show without putting her at the very top of why that season worked. Yeah, she is so good. So good. Season two, very stacked cast. And again, favoritism really played. There was something about what her drag was and represented. The judges did, did not want because they had in mind Estrella, Sharon, we want comedy. That's how mm-hmm. we're going to leave this season. I wouldn't say Drag Set Lust is the Chad Michaels of Drag Race España, but I feel like Drag Set Lust is someone who deserves a crown more than most people. So I'm very, very excited. What Drag Set Lust does beautifully is she is able to give you that Canary Islands feel. She will give you those boots. The second she knows it's not a week for the boots, they're not going to be on. So I'm, nope. I'm excited to see what Drag Set Lust does. I really do think she is the complete package. She will lip sync the house down. And if this is a game where you have to keep lip syncing to get a win, I think she's going to do fine. Yep. So I'm really excited for her. I mean, I was excited the first time around. I'm very excited the second time around. JP, talk to me about Drag Set Less. Yeah, it's incredible. The, the level of artistry and uh, the commitment to... Uh, her silhouettes and uh she is absolutely incredible uh drag from canarias is incredible i think uh what uh what a fitting representative on the all-star season yes uh precious can you wear the boots no i will fall dope ass in those fucking boots um i love this look i love that it kind of gives like Bird of Paradise mm-hmm. feather, like, or you know what it kind of looks like? You remember in Jurassic Park, the is it Velociraptor? Yes. Oh, that's it. Where it like pops out. That's what it reminds me of, where it's like, um, with the feathers. Um, it does look like whatever wasn't used for her, they gave to Paquita. Um, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Well, Paquita's tiny, so she doesn't need much. So is Drag Set Lust. I think she's very tiny mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but they were they threw a lot more. She hers is anchor tape where it's like 
there's like it's very bondage light in with all the black uh on the chest uh but yeah no i'm excited uh that's why i think i which was my third yeah uh i want to say because she gave she had a very strong start in season two and then it got to a point where it was very mature you got you felt like we know where they who they want to win so now it's just a matter of like but when are they gonna get rid of everybody else right right that's 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 the story of dracus espania Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope well, I think it's a story here. of drag race in general. That's true. Um, I, I enjoy this look. Um, I do think it's a little cheap just having the, 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 um, corset be the main garment piece. That being said, this is what Canary Island drag is. This is what drag setlist does. So mm-hmm. I feel like this is a f- amazing representation of who she is. Um, the makeup is stunning. And the way she plays with the the bald head and owning it so beautifully, uh, this for me another complete package. JP, what do you think? Um, I think the styling here got a little bit out of hand. Um, I agree that um the corset by itself might have been a little bit too plain, Jane. Um. <laughs> 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 I don't like, I feel like the corset is way too low. I feel like the it's not hitting her waist, it's hitting below her waist. Um, and that combined with the boot hitting right at the knee, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes her look tinier than what she really is. That corset needed to be higher and the boot needed to be higher. Um, she didn't need all of those straps on top of the corset, it looks like the corset broke and they're now trying to keep the corset on with all of these different um, straps on top of it. So yeah, I think the, the, the styling here is a boot, but the outfit itself and the all of the feathers. I love a skinny long feather. Love, love, love. Um... Yeah, this is this is a this is a great outfit that went a little awry on um uh, the styling. Is a toot for me. It's a toot. It's a toot for me. Audience, ninety-seven percent toot, three percent poop. All right, as always, we always end the podcast by discussing the Instagram count without cheating. Who is the number one most followed queen of the cast? Precious. Sagittaria. JP. Um uh poopy. All right, here we go. 23k for Pink Shadora, 32k for Hornella Gongra, 52.7k for Paquita. So basically the season three queens still need a little more time to ruminate. Mm -hmm. 65.3k for Samantha Valentine's. 71.4k drag set loss, 72k for Onyx, 73.8k Jerigi Derkli, 76.3k for Poopy Poison, and 106,000 for Sagittaria. There it is. That checks out. Well, and also, too, when you look at the numbers, it's like the first two are season one, the next one's all came from the two, the bottom's all came from season three. It's like there was no like mixture of it. And then you have Jerigi being the top of season two because she also has multiple countries that she's pulling into. But you know what? Listen, it all works. It's all great. And maybe we'll have some other 100K divas at the end of the season. Who knows? We'll find out. All right. 
to wrap this up, I will give you both a chance to say one final <sighs> thought about Drag Race España All-Stars. JP. Um, ooh, ooh, one final thought is, well, I can, I can wait to see, I can wait to see the host and her outfits on All Stars. Right? Like, we, we talk about how the contestants have to level up and yada, 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 this and this and that. Uh, but yeah, I can wait to see, I can wait to see what the host and, um, oh my God, what's her name? Um, Analaka. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Anna's drag on right stars. Yeah, I'm like you gonna have oh, more drag why, on the Paquita. Why mm -hmm. is Anna not competing? <laughs> Put Anna on the competition. Can you imagine global all stars? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh God, precious. Um, what was the question? What? Just one final thought. Whatever you want to finish this. Oh, final thought. Um. No, I'm excited. I want to, I want to see what Supreme does. It's it is a short season, so I want to know what challenges they're keeping and which ones are going going astray. Uh yeah. Well, they could also be going astray just being a challenge. So yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting to see what they're what they are kind of looking for. Do they want a comedy queen? Do they want a fashion queen? Because they kind of can go like a lot of these queens can go anyway. All I want. It's for me to not scream at my TVs at the Hawkeyes. Javis, be good. Mm -hmm. Be smart. I will read you every week if you're not nice. But also I'll read you for being hot. Um, so call me. If you're, mm -hmm. if you're bored. Uh, no, I'm excited. I really love that we are at a point now where the international seasons are getting to um, feel like the American season. Drag mm -hmm. Race is all over the world. It's a phenomenon. I live on and on. And that's great. I just don't want this season to be a, well, we're doing it and we're going to do it as quick and okay as we can, but we tried. I hope that whatever happens, the outcome is worthy. And I hope week after week, we continue to see the A plus drag that Drag Race España is known for, because I still believe the franchise is one of the top tier franchises. Season yep. three, knocked it down. We got a lot of work to bring it back up. So mm -hmm. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But until we get to see it, where can we find the two of you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Precious? Uh, you can find me at Harry is Precious is Harry. Uh, Venmo is Precious Envy. Uh, nothing in the works, but you'll probably hear my voice again very soon on another preview podcast down, down the line. That's how it works. JP? Thank you. I am. You can find me everywhere digitally at Drag Queen JP. Um, if you're in the Boston area, you can catch me at my many shows. Uh, you can catch me at Full Spin. You can also follow Full Spin Drag. We're doing a very exciting uh, 2024 season. Um, we're doing Christina Aguilera Stripped and Jagged Little Pill. And then we're doing the Fame fame monster uh those are gonna be amazing shows you better catch it and i want to give a huge shout out to candace persuasion i love you candace i love you there you're the go. best i love <laughs> candace. we That's love it. giving shout outs to the local girlies well this was super fun thank you both for joining me thanks for having me Thank you so much for having me back. I can't wait to listen to this when it comes out. <laughs>